Hi, welcome to this week's session of Terpene Therapy. If you're a new listener, thank you for taking a chance and making the choice to check us out this week. Really appreciate you being here and you're helping to build one of the terpiest communities that the world has ever seen up to this point. And if you're a returning listener, thank you once again for coming back for another session this week. We also really appreciate you being here and, uh, you know, Man, I, uh, you know, we're playing the catch up game this week here on Terpene Therapy. Just got back from the honeymoon and it was a fantastic time. Met some really good people out there as well. And, uh, you know, I just really enjoyed the time that I got to uh, spend with my wife. We got to just hang out, enjoy really beautiful locations, kind of learn more about where we were staying and, uh, you know, just just uh, expand our uh, experience portfolio on this planet but without wasting too much more time because you know you know we got to get into the hash uh this week we're smoking on i'm gonna do a blend today this is gonna be some smash bros maui uh it's a uh hash processing or hash producer out of uh maui hawaii and you know fantastic hash that's all that really needs to be said about this you know this is the beetlejuice um really really fantastic flavor it's kind of got like a uh it's like it's it's sweet it's earthy but there's a little bit of like a funk in the background too that kind of comes out um maybe a little bit of a bubblegum flavor kind of reminds me of like a tropical fruit type of flavored gum with a little bit of like a maybe like a little bit of a gmo funk in the background and then we've also got the Zudit Solventless uh, uh, hash processor out of Oahu, Hawaii. And this is their uh, sour papaya. It's a 70 to 120 U. And this one just smells incredible too, you know. <laughs> both of the both of the uh, hashes that or both of the hash like companies that I got to sample out there uh, definitely are you know, caring about the plant, caring about the process of making really fire hash as well. And also, you know, just when, when you, when you put the love in and when you put that energy into the, into the product, you could definitely, uh, can definitely feel it on the, uh, on the experience end. So this sour papaya really is just, first of all, just screaming papaya terps, like as soon as you open the jar. And yeah, there's a little bit of that sour, a little bit of that sourness too, as well going on. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, it's got kind of a bite on the nose. Like makes your nose hairs tingle a little bit, but you know, that's the sign of some uh, really, really fire hash. I'm gonna go ahead and load up the Puffco today. And I was wondering why it was so dark just now. I have my sunglasses on and it's and I'm inside and I just now realized that. So we're gonna go ahead and take those off and uh, now it's a little bit easier to see. But um, you know, we've uh, been off the past couple weeks, uh, not really putting anything out, just kind of keeping up on Instagram with everybody, but you know, not having uh, access to the satellite studio. Ooh, that's a little fat, we're gonna do a blend. Not having access to the satellite studio. You know, I, I felt like maybe I put out a surprise episode when I was in Hawaii, but then I got to thinking, you know, it, the audio quality would just not be up to the standard of what uh, 
what I'm personally used to. And I, you know, quality means a lot to me. And I think that uh, good audio quality is important for the, uh, not only my own personal preferences, but also the enjoyment of the listener. I think that uh, if something is easy and pleasant to listen to, you probably listen to it more often. Man, this Beetlejuice is so interesting. It's just a really complex. And there's a little bit, honestly, a little bit of like the pine saw, like fucking that pine saw terp going on too. Especially as I break, it's like candy fruit, like, like a chewing gum and like pine saw, a little bit of GMO. Really, really wonderful flavor. Oh yeah, we got a nice full, nice full bowl in the Puffco. And uh, put that, so one thing I will say, you know, well, I've been doing uh, no water in the Puffco as of recently, and I like the results a little bit more. Um, I think the flavor is a little bit better. Uh, I don't really get reclaim buildup in the Puffco as well. You know, it's, there's no biofilm sitting on top of the water. And I figured, you know, it, it never really made that much sense. The water was always kind of like a hassle to deal with. Uh, and you know, you'd spill it sometimes and sometimes the water would like accidentally get down into the, uh, components and then you're worrying, oh fuck, is my Puffco broken? Um, yeah, doing without the water is full of advantages in my opinion. And you know, they put out the, the proxy, which is essentially a miniature version of a Puffco. Um, that being said, I kind of like just the standard Puffco Peak Pro with the uh, 3D atomizer. Uh, I think it rips a little bit harder than the proxy does, and maybe I just haven't quite fucked around with a proxy enough to figure out how I like to use it. But I will say the uh, Puffco Pro with the uh, 3, 3D atomizer, and uh, I got this little Gordo Scientific spinner on there. Rips like a champ. There we go. Get a little uh, buzz ASMR for y'all. So yeah, the first uh, first five days of the trip we spent in Kauai, and that was just an incredibly beautiful location. Um, just you know, I, I I saw some saw nature that I never would have ever imagined would have existed. And uh, that first day that well, you know, the first day we got there, we were kind of just like showed up a little bit late, check into the hotel late. Smoke some hash and go to sleep. But that next day, we went to Waimea Canyon. Oh, wow. Fantastic flavor on the blend. Mm. <coughs> oh, that's so, so unique and complex. Goddamn. Wow. <coughs> Definitely been impressed from uh, both of these guys' work. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the first day we went to that uh, Waimea Canyon. And for those of y'all that don't know what that is, it's essentially the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. But then if you were to drop a rainforest in the middle of the Grand Canyon. And... Uh, you know, it's not nearly as packed either, uh, at, at least in the off season for tourism. I'm sure mid-July, 
or mid-December. Those are kind of the peak seasons for, uh, or for I guess, tourism in Hawaii. Um, it might be a little harder to find a parking spot up there, but it's nowhere near as busy as the Grand Canyon in, uh, Amer in like the mainland. Oh, I apologize, y'all. I just could not stop ripping this Puffco. <coughs> the flavor is absolutely incredible. And, uh, <coughs> man, it's doing a number on me, too, I gotta say. But, uh, yeah, so Waimea Canyon was beautiful. We were, uh, we were up there and looking down, and it looked like there was a helicopter flying around that was just, uh, you know, it looked like the size of a little, uh, like, termite or an ant or something. And, uh, you know, the rest of Kauai was really cool, too. I won't, I won't like, dive too in and give y'all a little day-to-day play-by-play. But, you know, we uh, definitely did some kayaking and uh, kayaked down to this trail and uh, hiked all the way to a waterfall in the middle of a, another rainforest. And I will talk about this because it was super interesting. When we got to the waterfall, there was about like 50 or 60 different chickens, maybe, maybe not that much, maybe like 20 or 30 chickens hanging out, just walking around, you know, not bothering people. Like they weren't scared of people. They just were walking around doing chicken activities and exploring the landscape, looking for bugs and little crumbs of uh, food that people drop and all types of different things. Um, but yeah, we were, we were, uh, we were out there. And all of a sudden, you just start seeing raindrops falling through the trees. And before you know it, it is raining harder than I've ever seen any type of rain in my life. If you ever seen Forrest Gump, I felt like I was in that scene where he was talking about it's raining upside down, it's raining left, raining right, big drops, small drops, all types of types of raindrops. You know, it might be a raindrop in the shape of a cube. You don't even know what's going on. And, uh, you know, that was a moment on that hike coming back when it was a uh, torrential downpour, you know, we had to do a, like a Creek crossing and on, on the way out there, when it was sunny, uh, you could see the, you could see the stones on the bottom of the Creek and kind of tell where you're putting your feet. Well, it's raining like a motherfucker when we're headed back and the water is just an opaque Brown color and it is moving quickly. You know, if, if you, if you were to fall in that, good luck you know you might not be coming out of that uh might not be coming out of that situation but um yeah it was terrifying the rocks were incredibly slippery and i essentially had to use my feet to feel along the bottom to figure out where i could step and uh you know we're walking it's i'd, I'd say the creek was about 30 40 feet wide and oh man water is probably about two three and a half feet deep just rushing like you couldn't even believe and uh you know it's it's just it's raining so hard you're almost blind because you can't even open your eyes due to the water splashing in them um man terrifying experience but ultimately very rewarding and i'm glad because and i'm glad that i did it because it was a really unique experience and it's something i can now say that i have done and you know once we got back to the kayak we got the dry bag out Got the little Arcturix jackets out and uh, threw those on, and you know, it, it, once I threw that, once I threw that rain jacket on, it was uh, it was a game changer, and I felt a lot more comfortable. And then we were just kayaking back in the rain, and I don't know if y'all ever kayaked in the rain in a uh, tropical rainforest before, but 
you know, it's it's something like you never even seen. It's something you can't imagine. It really is a uh, you know a unique life experience. But you know, quiet the rest of the time we just spent uh, exploring different parts of the island. You know, when my wife and I like to go on vacation, we don't just sit around. We like to go and uh, go and uh, try and see as much of the place that we're going to as possible. You know, we went pretty much on all the way to the north side, south side, east side, west side of the island, everything. Um, did a coffee tour. That was really cool. My wife likes coffee a whole lot. So, you know, we had to go do that. Um, what else on Kauai? Uh, yeah, there's a donut. Oh, there's a donut food truck. Uh, it's like... Holy donuts or so I don't I don't I have to I, I I put it in episode description. But if you're ever in Kauai and you're ever like on the north side of the island, there's this little donut food truck and it is absolutely fucking delicious. It's fantastic. Um but the next the next portion of the uh next portion of the uh honeymoon we went to um we went to Maui and you know that was a that was a it almost felt like two vacations in one. Kauai has a very different feel than Maui does, but uh, Maui still is really, really beautiful. And, you know, we did a whole lot of stuff. We were there for nine days and I, we hiked, um, oh, what was it? The Waihee Ridge Trail. And the drive to there, you know, it turned into one lane roads on the side of a, on the side of like a, like a, a coastal cliff, essentially. And, um, you know, they don't have guardrails out there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little bit hectic, but you know what? We made it and we made it to the Ridge Trail, hiked up about 2000 feet in elevation. And the view from that outlook up at the peak of the, at the peak of the trail is just in- incredible. You know, you're staring out over this valley that is just so lush and green and you feel really connected to the earth and you understand your perspective and uh, you know, just, just how, uh, how, how, and how small you are compared to everything else that's, uh, going on in the natural processes of the world. You know, you're just a tiny little, a tiny little bit of it, a very important bit. Everything is a very important bit, but nonetheless, everything is also a tiny little bit of the, uh, of the whole thing that's going on. But yeah, the Waii Ridge Trail, definitely a wonderful hike. But uh, one thing I will say, if you are going to be a tourist in Hawaii, which of course there is, um, I guess, ethical concerns with doing so, considering that Hawaii is kind of, you know, the the United States government, essentially, and not only the United States government, but white people throughout history have, uh, you know, came through and kind of ruined things for the uh, native population of Hawaii and uh, disrupted the uh, delicate balance of nature through greedy agricultural practices. Um, So whenever you do go there, if you are going to go out into nature, make sure that you are as uh, low impact as you can possibly be. Don't fuck around with the wildlife. Don't fuck around with the plants and try to like take shit home. You know, if you're going to pack something in, pack it out. Make sure you take all your trash out with you. And, uh, you know, just general rules of being respectful to nature. Because 
the for the for the people who are from that island natively you know they the island is them and they are the you know it, to disrespect the nature is to disrespect them and we've already done so much of that and you know it's it's like it's like i was told you know hawaii is not a tourist playground but i think if you are going to be a tourist you might as well be as respectful uh as possible and another thing i will say is try and support as many local restaurants and businesses as possible as well you know i think supporting small local businesses on an island like that versus a chain restaurant is how places stay in business uh we went to i believe it was a vietnamese restaurant called wang nam and um it uh you know it it, it it's sad because the food quality is so so incredibly delicious but it's kind of tucked away in the back of a little um like a little outdoor mall in downtown lahaina and uh you can just tell that they don't get as much business as they deserve because of the quality of what they're doing and the level of service is, is really incredible too um that being said you know make sure you go support as many local small businesses uh if you're going to be a tourist out there as you can um you know also i will say shout out to the locals too um met a couple really cool dudes out there uh we'll say uh, <coughs> um you know they definitely definitely made the honeymoon uh very interesting and um i appreciate all the hospitality that i was shown you know that's something that's very important uh in my opinion is uh being appreciative whenever someone does extend kindness to you and um you know it's not something that anyone ever has to do you know no one in this world ever has to be kind or help you out whenever you're in a place where you don't exactly know what's going on um but you know there are every once in a while you'll come across uh some people that you know just wonderfully good genuine people as far as i'm concerned you know i don't i don't know anyone too well to be i guess making that claim but at least the experience that i had out there made me feel very welcomed very at home and uh you know it's just generally enjoyable um very uh very unique experience i will say and something that uh you know just i would say not doesn't happen on an average honeymoon but yeah shout out to uh shout out to um skunk dog maui and shout out to zoo solventless uh i think it's zoo solventless hawaii on instagram um shout out to both of those guys really wonderful dudes um can't say enough good things but you know back to like all the fun activities and shit uh one of the one of my favorite things that we did do out there was rent these ATVs, and it was um, through a company who uh, helps out with a lot of uh, environmental conservation efforts and oh, excuse me, reforestation efforts on the island. Uh, something that definitely has damaged the uh, ecosystem balance on the island is is uh, greedy farming practices, especially pineapple crops and uh, sugarcane crops. And what those have done have uh, they've uh, they've destroyed the natural balance of the plant life there, and they've er they've essentially erased the tree canopy, 
And the tree canopy is essential for um, capturing water vapor and emitting oils that allow the clouds to condense and uh, drop rain. You know, where we did the ATV tour, you used to get about 200 inches of rain a year. And due to unsustainable farming practices, now only gets about 50 inches of rain a year. And that uh, that's on the west side of the island in Maui. Uh, you know, kind of above... Uh, I'd say above like the Kapalua, Lahana area, kind of in between that uh, that stretch of the island. And, you know, you really can kind of see um, the clouds just don't stick to the island. You know, they float, they float above and it rains on the very lush parts of the island. But over there, they really uh, industry has uh, really ruined it. And but it's important to be uh, educated and understand that because what you can do is uh then take steps to reverse that process um and you know if you are going to be a tourist there what you can also do is figure out where to spend your money in places where (coughs) 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 oh wow (coughs) i must have had a delayed cough from the hash i don't know if that any that ever happens to anyone else out there but sometimes it just does oh man but uh, yeah, what you can do is uh, figure out where you can uh, where you can apply your uh, money and energy, essentially, uh, to efforts that are going towards conservation and uh, sustainable regenerative growth on the uh, plant growth and uh, and essentially just uh, natural natural rebalancing of the island. Um, I think that's it, it's super important to support. Um, you know, it really, it really is something that the history of why, as a U.S. citizen, that I'm even able to go to Hawaii is not necessarily ethical. But I think that you still can travel there and um, try and be as kind to the local people as you can be and support as many local businesses as you can, uh, even though even though it's um you know you always think about the ethics of traveling someplace if you're going to uh do something like that because it's you know it's just uh you never want to show up somewhere acting like it's yours and uh not not uh not understanding the history of what's going on and um not not being respectful to the local people and the environment Man, you know, I, I that hash has me on my fucking uh that hash has me on my like fucking trying to be aware of shit and shit type shit today. <laughs> oh man, it's got the brain going. It's uh it's definitely definitely a good mix of hash. Um definitely a really good honeymoon. Uh shout out to my wife and you know, I can't wait to uh just essentially experience the rest of the time that I have on this little plane of reality. Uh, you know, it's never, never that long of a time, but I'm sure glad that I found someone worthwhile to hang out with while I, while, uh, you know, we both move through the world. Um, with that being said, I really appreciate each and every one of y'all out there that's listening. I appreciate the hospitality that I was shown uh, and that my wife was shown uh, while we were uh, while we were out there on our honeymoon, 
and I look forward to making it back out that way sometime uh, in the future. And until then, I'm going to keep smoking hash. And uh, yeah, I hope that the Terps are flowing heavily whenever and uh, wherever you happen to be listening to this as well. And I appreciate all y'all. And I hope you have a wonderfully terpy day. And I will see y'all next week. Oh, oh, oh. And before we go, we got some really cool, uh, really cool news. You know, there's going to be a lot more interesting content coming up. We got a couple, a uh, couple interviews on the schedule. We got, um, we got uh, Mike from Dro TV uh, coming on the Terpene Therapy podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, defining your niche in uh, whatever industry you decide to pursue. Um, we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the cannabis industry, but I think that the knowledge we're going to be talking about uh, can be applied to whatever uh, whatever pursuit you may be undergoing. And uh, we've also got another interview scheduled with uh, Sean13x, which uh, that's his name on Instagram. Uh, you know, musician, producer, uh, photographer, videographer, man of many talents, and uh you know that's a that's an interview that i've uh, i've envisioned before uh we even got to episode two of this ep- of this podcast and i'm really glad that we can uh, make it happen now um and i also i'll be featured on uh dro tv's uh, uh podcast which is uh you know i'll be talking about the first time that i ever got stoned and uh yeah it should be a very interesting story so make sure y'all go check those out uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Terpene Therapy Podcast. <clears throat> and if you really do feel so inclined to uh, help support the podcast and really want to help it grow and uh, move forward into the future, you know, you can always check out uh, our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Terpene Therapy Podcast, you know, uh, so you can subscribe for uh, $4.20 a month and uh, just know that all your subscriptions are greatly appreciated and will definitely go towards building a terpier community going forward. And like I said earlier, I appreciate each and every one of y'all and I can't wait to see y'all back again next week.